Hey, everybody. Welcome to week two of the 914 Sports Podcast. It's so good to be back. We're so happy to be recording again. We can't believe we made it through one week. Now we're going for two. Let's keep the ball rolling. Uh, it's week two of the NFL season. There's more games to be talked about. We're definitely not talking about every game again. That is, we, got, we got that one down. We're not talking for two hours this time. Fuck these guys. Uh, I'm your host, Frankie Fremonti. With me today are, I guess, all of my co-hosts. We'll, we'll find out next week. But for now, I've got Tony Voza. Hey, everyone. I've got Tony Bellotta. Hello, everybody. I've got Joe Diegas. How's it going, everybody? And I've got Steven Signori. Howdy. So if you noticed, last week we had a sixth member. Uh, our boy Martin is a no-show tonight for our recording. So uh, we'll get back to you if he's, still, um, if he's still one of our co-hosts or not. We'll figure that one out next week. But for now, in honor of our fallen comrade, let's get into it. Let's get into our games of the week. One of the first games, one of the best games that happened yesterday, Sunday, uh, what was September 20th was yesterday? Yeah. Yes, I believe yesterday was September 20th. One of the big games, one of the games we were excited to talk about with our falling comrade, Martin, Titans and the Jags. Um, That was a barn burner. And, like, the Jags are legit. And did anybody besides dummy see it coming? No, that 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 game. I feel bad just because I looked at that line before and I was like, Jesus, it's like eight and a half points. Here comes a blowout. But I did the same thing the week before with the Colts and the Jags. And the Jags again were just like, No, we're gonna show that. I think Minshew has a gigantic chip on his shoulder right now, and he deservedly does have one because everyone's talking about already Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars, and even we were talking about that. And Minshew's trying to show that, hey, I can win football games here. He won football games last year. I mean, again, this week, last week he only threw it 21 times, and everyone's like, all right, well, let's see him have to throw the ball 40 times. And he threw it 45 today. Now, granted, he threw two picks, but one of them to end the game should not have been a pick when the guy clearly lined up offsides. But that was a 30-30 game. They were down three, and they were driving when he threw that pick in the end. They were down 24-10 going into the half, and the Jaguars came back in the second half. They made the adjustments defensively, importantly. They kept Derrick Henry under um, 100 yards, which is – I know he had 84, but that's a lot for Derrick Henry to keep him under 100. He's – it it just – they did great, in my opinion. I I, That defense, I was saying, last week, you know, they were a little shaky. And don't get me wrong, they have holes to fill, and I will be looking at – them as an over candidate but they they did what they had to do when they needed to do it you know they the first half they didn't come out well second half they did you know what's so crazy about the Jaguars too that I just don't understand is like did any of us look at the schedule like they do not play any good teams for like the foreseeable future like this team can easily rattle off a few wins like they're playing the Dolphins the Bengals the Texans and the Lions in the next four games like there's no reason why it's the way they're playing that they can't win four more yeah I think well I mean division alone uh the AFC South is usually not as Horrible. good as yeah, the rest of the terrible. league. Plus, how can you possibly underestimate a quarterback that comes out for pregame in a cutoff and a backwards snapback? 
I do hair flowing out. He looks like he should be part of like a '90s grunge band, not the Jaguars' starting quarterback. When they're also getting like six yards for their rushing throughout the game, though, too, that's like success there, though. So I mean, you had Robinson who rushed for what 102 yards and a touchdown. Oh yeah, they Um, they do not miss Fournette. Yeah, no, Fournette's looking at that 16. He Fournette had a good game with the Bucks. Like he did something I've never seen him do: is average more than one yard per carry, but. Mm -hmm. They were Jags fans looked at that stat line of 16 rushes, 102 yards, and like, wait, this is what a running back is supposed to do. Like, <laughs> you, know what, so you have a running back too that runs like mad. Like, you saw Robinson on Sunday, he runs mad, and like, that's probably something that they missed when they had Fournette because you had Fournette trying to just look for blocks and not really put his shoulder down and try and just trample over guys. Well, but that's what I think it is. Robinson Steve. did it. I think the whole team's just playing with a chip on their shoulder. You've got it yeah. from their running back, their quarterback. They, they have nothing to lose, this team. So I think you're going to see a lot of good games out of them. I don't know if they're going to win as many as we think, but if their schedule is this light, I mean, they I could mean, go 8-8. Eight and eight, like. So they're 1-1 they're one and one now, but, Tony, they could have easily been 2-0. Oh. oh, yeah. They, we, I alluded to earlier, but the guy lined up offsides on that yeah. pick, and they were, they were driving. Like, there is no doubt in my mind they would have at least kicked a field goal and forced overtime. I think the one thing this two weeks has taught me so far is that the referees needed the preseason more than the players did. shit. It's been bad. I mean, they're just missing blatantly obvious plays all around. And it's forcing coaches – so this year there's no challenge of the pass interference, so you can't even get the, like, that's clearly pass interference or that's clearly not, so challenge it. So there's one thing off the table. And I've seen games where coaches have been forced to use challenges on blatantly wrong calls. I think the first play of the Bengals-Browns game on Thursday night, A.J. Green was clearly out of bounds on like a 50-yard bomb, and the ref called it uh, a catch, and the Browns immediately had to burn a challenge. It, it's just – it makes it difficult uh, going down the line. If, and when, when you not only have to beat the team but beat the ref, like – I also can't believe the Titans scored 30 points. I can. The Jets defense <laughs> – it, the Jags defense as much credit as we are giving them. They're it's still a bunch of like young players. They are not like seasoned vets out there. They they're gonna have their mistakes. They gave up twenty four in the first half. I mean the Titans scored almost consi- like the first they scored in the first like three minutes of the game. Um, the, the, the Jaguars talk, made their defensive adjustment though. The thing when you talk about like the Titans offense is Derrick Henry though. So for them to put up like 30 points and Derrick Henry to be held back, I think that talks a lot about the Jags defense because like I, I can't name wide receivers on the Titans off the top of my head. Like if I see their names, I'll be like, oh, that's the guy from the Titans. Okay. Well, off the top of my receiver. head, it's Derrick Henry running the ball for a billion yards and scoring three times, and that's their offense. So well, their best receiver this week was out. A.J. Brown was out with an injury, yeah. so he was out. They had to – Janu Smith, I know they love him at tight end. He came in with 84 yards and two touchdowns this weekend. And Corey Davis had another another touchdown. I think they were really trying to rely on Corey Davis. But that's the other thing. Like, Derrick Henry had 84 yards, but it took 25 rushes to get to that. Like, that 3.4 yards a carry it ended up being, that's a lot for him. But, like, and you see him get my, 25 carries, you're expecting, like, 150, 160 yards for him at that point. Yeah. Uh, but also, to my point, like, Brown – Davis, Smith, not memorable names, and it's, guy, it's not guys that, like, I ever think of when you're going to them. 
So well, mean, honestly, even with the Titans losing, like credit the Titans, man, they stick to their game plan. Their game plan was run the damn ball run and ball. let and let Tannehill do what he's got to do. And, and they did the that they the won. whole game. In the end, they won because of it. They didn't yes. change. They won. Yeah. Exactly. And Tony's point's really big too, because they stuck to their game plan no matter what. And granted, they were up for most of the game. But even when Derrick Henry's getting 3.4 yards per carry, they're still going to keep going to him because that sets up the play action. Like Ryan Tannehill went 18 for 24 for four touchdowns. Like that's some efficient stuff. And if you think about it too, Mike, Mike Vrabel's their head coach. And he played for Bill Belichick. And it's very similar to the way that Bill Belichick ran his. Yeah, I see you, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very similar to the way that he ran his offenses where set it up with the run. Uh, granted, it's there's no committee in Tennessee because Derrick Henry is just a monster. Um, but you set up the run and then set up the play action from there, and you have Johnny Smith going up the middle. A.J. Brown would have been there. And then Corey Davis is having, from the last two weeks that we've seen, a breakthrough year after a really terrible year last year. I know it's only been two weeks, but he looks pretty pretty elusive in, in the current spot that he's playing in right now. And just quickly on Minshew, also, it's not like he's hyper-targeting one player. Nobody had more than six catches on that team. There's six, four, 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 three, 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 three. He spread the ball around a lot yesterday, and that's always good. You know, you want, you want that receiver that you can, you can go to if you need him, but it's great if you have the ability to say, all right, I can trust all these different guys to try and go get me a first down. Yeah, spread the ball usually works. It's worked for a lot of guys. So if you don't know where you're throwing, if the defense doesn't know where you're throwing, you could definitely start taking advantage. And that's been – it seems like that's been one of his best successes. But that that's uh, our buddy Mark's team. We'll maybe see him next week. We maybe won't. We'll see him down the line, though, for sure. Let's move on. Uh, the next game we got lined up, Packers-Lions. Uh, Steve's definitely going to want to talk about this one because I, I might have slipped up and said something that he wants to take advantage of. So that that's part of it. And, I mean, the pack looked good again. Unbelievable again, even. Yeah, they slipped to – the Lions took like a 14-3 lead to start it. But after that, it was go pack go. So, Steve, what do you got on on your boys? I just want to say, Frank, you don't have to be afraid talking about who you think is going to be your future quarterback in the next year or two. So if you want to voice your positivity about how Aaron Rodgers looks, I mean, feel free, I, man. Feel free. I love Aaron Rodgers, and I think he would look quite lovely in navy blue, white, and red. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to the guy that I got there now because I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with him too. Uh, <laughs> talk about him while he's still in green and gold. Let's hear what you got about your boy. Anyway, so I know it wasn't as dominant of a performance from Aaron Rodgers as week one, but I was still very, very happy about this week. Um, they let the run game shine. Aaron Rodgers is, and the Packers in general have been looking for a run game probably since Amon Green <laughs> in the early 2000s. Jeez. And that was a long, long time ago for us. And we went from having barely any running backs to Aaron Jones, who – crushed it yesterday 75 yard rush for a touchdown uh had a touchdown catch as well just looked really good overall like he's always been pretty good at, at cutting um and taking advantage of the holes that they give him so for example if 
you're going to make a run to the left. He'll always cut back to the right if he needs to. He has great, great vision. And then Jamal Williams just adds that uh, lightning to Aaron Jones' thunder. And then we have A.J. Dillon, too, who, you know, we spent the second-round pick on him, so he will get his time to shine. But I do really like what I'm seeing because I, I do see the shades of what the 49ers did last year. You have Josiah DeGuara kind of being that um, – the kittle of our offense and making those types of blocks, not necessarily the receiving type of player. Uh, and then the defense, I thought our secondary looked great. Uh, I'm going to say it again. Our run defense is really poor. They ran all over us. If we didn't, if, if our offense wasn't, wasn't working as much as it did yesterday, probably would have been in trouble, but overall, I mean, you got to be happy when you put up another 40 spot, something that you guys might be able to hear from last week. Cause a certain somebody said, if the Packers put up another 40 points, he's going to believe everything I say. So Aaron Rodgers is not going to be a Patriot. <laughs> you, you know, Steve, sometimes you get excited because you're recording a first episode or you get excited when you're recording your podcast and you say stuff you don't really mean. But I, I will admit, I didn't think they were going to drop a 40 on, uh, on everybody again this week, but your, your Packers did it. And – well, let, let's play it by ear because you do say some dumb things that I definitely <laughs> won't agree with. So yeah, just just give it by the, next... by the end of the episode. I guarantee you, I will disagree with Steven. That's exactly. that's a an actual that's a a lock for sure. <laughs> Steven will say something stupid that I hate and I don't agree with. Write it down. <laughs> um, all right. I, I think too is Devonte Adams had three catches for thirty. He hurt. Is he hurt? Did he get hurt in this game, or yeah, did they just he, not target him? No, he got hurt, so he has a hamstring injury. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, I, was, I saw all three targets. I was like, no way he just week, isn't but. hurt. Yeah, everyone got hurt this week. But Yeah. Um, I think you nailed it, Steve, with the Aaron. Like, yeah, Rodgers did what he needed to do. Like, he had the two touchdowns. He threw for over 200 yards, whatever it was. But Aaron Jones, this is one of those games where Rodgers was happy to turn around and hand the ball off to Aaron Jones because Aaron Jones was cooking against the Lions. And Frankie, uh, Frankie saying the 40 spot, I, knowing the Lions were the next week, I probably wouldn't have said that just because the Lions, I'm sorry, Frankie, I got to go at him again. Matt Patricia again, I don't know what he's doing coaching. This is turning into a weekly segment. It's turning into a weekly segment. Like, Ask Frank how his dad's doing. He's like, like 14, to three, 14 to 3 lead, and then all of a sudden he just stops doing what he was doing. He can't coach with a lead. He can't. He I, just doesn't know how. I'm I'm convinced that he wants to come back to Papa, come back <laughs> to the Pats. He saw what happened with McDaniels. He, he I think he's excited to come back home, and just he's going to team up with Belichick's kid, and they're going to be the well, dynamic the duo, and it's going to be great. This is the thing with Belichick coaches. The all, Vrabel's having success, but like Vrabel was never really a Belichick coach tree, was he? He was more no, just a he, player of his. He he left uh, when. He was, yeah, was so, uh, I mean, he was a Bill O'Brien guy, wasn't he? Mc, was he? I'm, I'm not really – I, I know he went to the Texans. Was it that okay. before Bill O'Brien or after Bill O'Brien? Might have been a terrifying right. thought if he's a Bill O'Brien guy. The wheels are about <laughs> he's, to fall he's, off real fast. He's also no, – Just a, don't let him be a GM. He's yeah. also a stud, so. It's just – Josh McDaniels left. He had to come back. Uh, Matt Patricia has gone there, and he hasn't looked great. Like, everyone thought he was going to bring that defense, like that Belichick defense. But I think it shows that – Matt Patricia might have, like, helped, but Belichick's always been the, like, brains on that defense, and he never really let go of the reins when it came to it. Matt Patricia might have been there helping calling plays and stuff, but 
That's the weird part to me, too. I feel like the Lions' offense is what impresses me time to time, and he has nothing to do with that. No. Yeah, but you guys have to pay attention again from from week one. The cornerbacks are really, really banged up on this team. No, Rodgers came in and picked on Akude. Like, he literally dismantled him. Like, I know, but that you can't say they were hurt again. Like, Akude's a number three pick. Like, he's supposed to be able to set, no, step no, no, but in we're going to talk about cover. Matt Patricia getting killed the last two weeks. Ms. Trubisky looking like God against them in week one. But they didn't have Akuda in. And Trufant and Coleman both got hurt, too. So, but top three game. cornerbacks were out. And then this week, Trufant and Coleman out. Akuda okay, comes have, in and gets shredded. Need, yeah, he gets shredded. He's supposed to be the number one guy there now. He is, but you can't just expect him to come in with no backup playing with a bunch of second and third stringers on practice squad. I can expect him to do better than he did. I, I don't know. I don't think there, to can. be honest. And it's not like the Packers have the craziest group of wide receivers after Devontae. Like, they don't, yeah, but a lot of people – good. MVS is a nice receiver, but – They're like, good, yeah, yeah, but they're not – It's not like you're so running out better than them. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Like, there's such a large gap because Devontae Adams is probably the most underrated wide receiver in the league. I agree. I'm just saying, the Lions fired a coach that went 9-7, and seven, bring in Matt Patricia, and he hasn't shown anything, in yep. my opinion. I can't wait for Matt Stafford to go somewhere else. I really like him. No, he, didn't he just get yeah, to I know, to, but I just am, like, holding out hope that the Lions just decide to, like, let him free. Like, he's going to go to the broadcast booth. That's it. If he if he's either gonna go talk about football or he's gonna go coach football somewhere, but he he's gonna be in Detroit. Maybe he'll be foreseeable. Go, maybe he'll go to like a new team and then bring Calvin Johnson out of retirement like Brady did. Just to mm, like uh, I think Calvin Johnson is, is good where he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think he's happy. Canton, Ohio. <laughs> yeah, tidbit exactly. on Braidbull, which I did not know this. He's not a Bill O'Brien guy. He's an Ohio State guy. He coached with Urban Meyer before he went to. Michigan. Oh, that explains everything. That makes that. way that more makes sense. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah like, that makes way more like, sense. Oh. Yeah, there's no way you got any of that stuff from Bill O'Brien. Uh, college football, am I right? <laughs> hey, hey I yuck, 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 yuck. Um, all right, so we covered that. Steve's happy because he likes 40 points a game. Uh, let's move on. Joe, you all right? You hanging with us there? You cool? You good, yeah, buddy? I'm just not looking forward to this next one because I bit my tongue too early on this. Yes, uh, you did. And I, just, I, 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 I'm mad at myself for it. I, I jinxed it. I made the Cowboys win. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying that right now. Um, I'm going to segue this one before Tony gets into it. But I had Ooh. said off, I, I had said off the record that as it related to all the teams in the NFC East, Every team was going to lose except the Giants, and it looked very good. Yeah, that one bit you in the ass. Bad beat of the week, Jody. Yeah, <laughs> until I opened up my mouth, and then five minutes left, they score 16 points. The in all boys. fairness, in all fairness, you didn't do it on the record, so nobody really knows about that. I entirely <laughs> forgot, mostly because I'm uh, an alcoholic, but – that's not, neither here nor there. I'm just happy you're with us, Joe, because I got nervous for a minute there. No. We went through two games, and I think you said two words. Well, so I'm, happy, say more. I'm happy you're here. The I almost one called thing you I, Martin three times because it sounded a little Mart-like. The one thing I do want to point about the Cowboys, and I, and I did mention this last week, but C.D. Lamb's a stud. I mean, just once again, like, I, I think he's going to surpass as their wide receiver one at the yeah. end of this year, though. And I think this game showed it again, though, too. So as much as, like I said, I'm a Giants fan, I, I do respect what C.D. Lamb did. And I think, like I said, 
Tony, steal of the draft still. I know Boza's still mad about that too, but great, got a good day. wide receiver there though. It's a lot yeah. easier being in a number three wide receiver over being the number one wide receiver. Let him grow. Give him some time, but he's not there yet. He's not even close. He will be. He will, he will be. be. Michael Gallup, well, where was he all game? Like, all right, let Tony, let Tony get in. I, let Tony have his moment say, to shine. I, I love that Joe no, that's fine. stepped right on Tony's toes, but go ahead, Tony. I love hearing good it. things about the Cowboys. Typical it doesn't Giants happen fan. all that often. Um, I just want to touch on a few things. One, my lock hit, like, within the second quarter, I think. I mean, the total was 54 points. They ended up putting up 79 combined points. So, shout out me on that one. Um, uh, this game was – it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. It turned into a shootout. You had Matt Ryan looking like old Matt Ryan, but the Falcons, again, just cannot get out of their own way. Uh, I'm going to jump right to that onside kick. What? Anybody know what they were doing there? Uh, you, they don't know the rules. They, that's the yeah. only thing I can think of. They do not know the rules of the onside kick because I get that it's the first line can't touch the ball. But after that, what were the other guys doing? And you saw on I don't, Julio Jones and Dan Quinn went at it after that off onside kick. Like, Julio Jones must have been screaming bloody murder watching another game slip away. Yeah, it, it was nuts. Like, I'm just sitting there watching the onside kick, and I'm like, oh, let's see if we could pull a rabbit out of our head. And then I just watched the Falcons stare at the ball with the Cowboy player. I don't even know who recovered it, to be honest. I can't even remember. But he was hovering over the ball. They were, like, letting him stand above it so that when the ball stopped that he would just jump right on it. So – I don't know what they're doing. Dan Quinn's another one that I think is trying to, like, just get himself fired. He, he might get fired. I, fired. I, said, I said last week that Gaze might be the fire, first coach fired. I think Dan Quinn is trying to challenge him for that based off this coaching because it was 29-10 at half, and we were all in our group chat. I would say Tony was acting like, oh, well, here we go, 0-2. Uh, this is going to be fun. And then all of a sudden, every text message is, Wait, are the Cowboys actually coming back? It, like In the first half, it was, I can't believe the Cowboys are getting run out the gym right now. And then the second half, it's like, no, the Falcons aren't going to do this again, right? They, they can't. They can't. There's no way. And then you get the notifications like, Falcons, uh, Cowboys recover onside kick. As soon as they, do, they recovered the onside kick, I had no doubt in my mind they were kicking a field goal to win that game. Well, oh, even yeah. talk about the beginning of the game, though. I mean, you have the three fumbles. You have three fumbles as well, though, too. Like, any team is going to put them away, though. So, I mean, it, I it, it's on the Falcons for not, for not closing it out because of that, though. I mean, it should have never gotten to that point of the Cowboys even getting so close to be able to do the onside kick and, and pull off the win. Like, have you guys seen Julio Jones drop a ball like that? I was shocked. No, never. I don't think I've ever shocked. seen him drop a pass in general, to be honest. Is, is, this might be a, a little bit of a hot reaction, but is Calvin Ridley their better receiver now? Like, Ooh. Ooh, hot take. It's just, no. it, it's just well, he I, shows up more, in my opinion, could, at this point. I can in the end zone, that. especially. I could respect that only because my whole thing about people talk about, oh, Julio Jones is like a top three all-time receiver. That's bullshit because Julio Jones might be the least clutch receiver I've ever seen. Yeah, he'll he'll have his 300-yard, like, three-touchdown catch game, like, at once every year, but it's usually when the Falcons are terrible or when the Falcons have a four-game lead on the division and it's late in the season and they already know they're getting a bye or they already know they're – they already know, like, they've got the one seed locked up unless they completely implode and he has that monster game. But when they need wins, he, he shows up on the stat line with, like, two catches, eight targets, and, like, nothing. Yeah. Which Tony, is not totally his fault most of the, the time. But does, 
is Dak, does Dak just hate Zeke's uh, tattoo? Because he didn't feed him yesterday. He took three of the touchdowns for himself. He was just like, no, 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 no mine. He was, I think he, he got nervous with the fumbles early. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I looked at that because I had Dak in like one of those DraftKings things and he was like, yeah. he was doing really bad. And then all of a sudden it was like, Dak rushes it in. Dak rushes it in. Dak rushes it in. I was like, yo, does, Zeke must be ready to like punch him in the face right now. Like give me the ball to rush the ball in. Um, I think Dak was just trying to put the game on his shoulders, which I will give him credit because I, I said it before. I don't like Dak's a good quarterback to me, but I thought I saw the peak of Dak. But yesterday he did what he threw for 450 yards and he rushed for three touchdowns. Like he did it all yesterday. You know what Dak is showing me? Cause I being a Cowboy fan, I definitely get a little bit high on Dak more than I need to be. But the thing I liked about Dak is I just feel like you can win with him, but now he's starting to almost like, I know it's only two games in, but he's starting to make it like, no, I can win you games. You, it's not that you need all the pieces around me and I just won't screw it up. Like him, the games he's been playing, it's definitely not been on him. Even the defense yesterday for the Cowboys, I feel like even with them giving up that many points, they had the turnovers that they were actually, I think they held them to six points on three turnovers or something. They did they fine did. in the second half, 10 points allowed, and they were all in the fourth quarter. So like they made the adjustments, which yeah. is what you could ask for. After I think giving up 29. I think between that and then Mike McCarthy, I mean, I, I already love him. That dude's got balls. He Two fake punts in uh, Cowboys territory. Yes, I love him, Steve. What are I you, fucking stupid? love it. I went through Jason Garrett for eight years. I, I don't care, man. someone with balls. It's and like, you know what? There's no, there's no middle ground for you. You either have the most conservative coach on the planet or you just have the most riskiest coach on the oh, planet. Oh, yeah, I'll hate this. Like, those plays were seven. terrible. And the fact, too, that he went for that two-point conversion – he lucked out because if they didn't win that game, he was going to get destroyed in that press conference. Yeah, no. I why, was, would you, why would you go for the two-point conversion when you could just kick the extra point, be down by eight, one possession, and then give yourself a better chance? I mean, thank God, like, the Falcons don't know how to close games out. But it's Mike those McCarthy, safer like, metric people, dude. They all say it's you've got a better chance the more times you go for two. it. So yeah. that's why they went for two that time. But I said the same thing. I'm like, motherfuckers, you guys are down nine now. And then all of a sudden it put us in position to have a game-winning field goal. So, um, yeah, I mean, I like that. I think, uh, Joe, I think, or Diegas, I think you mentioned it with CeeDee Lamb turning into the number one at some point. CeeDee Lamb will eventually probably get there. But I think what he's doing right now is he's making Jason Witten no longer um, – like missed by the Cowboys. He's basically the security blanket. So who Dalton? Oh, you CD. CD Lamb. He well, turned Dalton into the security looked, blanket. Dalton Schultz looked good yesterday too, filling in for Jarwin. He had nine catches for eighty-eight yards. Yeah, I don't see that happening all the time though. I think CD Lamb's going to be his go-to when he needs to convert. But uh, that's all I've really got on the Cowboys. Oh, and they had a two percent uh, chance of winning the game, which Trubisky had the week before. So I'm now just going to call it Mitch Magic every time a team gets down to two percent <laughs> and wins the game. So oh, here Jesus we are. Christ. <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, so real quick on that that magical stat, uh, ESPN Stats and Info tweeted out after that game, the Falcons had 39 points with zero turnovers in their loss against the Cowboys. Entering today, teams were oh. 440 and zero when Dude, scoring 39 oh. points with zero turnovers since 1933 when team turnovers were first tracked. I, That's I, I, easily I the worst statistic. I would never want to be a Falcons fan. Uh, I'm that, a miserable Jet fan, and I'd rather be a miserable Jet fan. That, that's literally like burn the new stadium down. I don't care how cheap beer is. I don't care how cheap everything is when we could go back. Burn the new stadium down. We don't even deserve one now. The that's, Atlanta Falcons that's are rough. The Atlanta Falcons are my version of purgatory, I think. <laughs> <laughs>
terrible. All right, that, that's enough shitting on Falcons fans. That's enough of Tony on his high horse. Let's go with uh, how about the Chiefs and the Chargers, which I think shocked a lot of people. I, I think the there was definitely a big shocker with poor uh, poor Taylor not being able to start the game, and that that was kind of a weird story. Nobody really knew what was going on with that. But who thought – that the Chiefs and the Chargers was going to be a fun game. I shout out Scott Signore. <laughs> yeah, shout uh, out Scotty. Let me can someone t- wait? Can someone just tell me why they couldn't let all the gamblers in the world know that Herbert was going to start? Well, so let me start by saying I really feel bad for Tyrod Taylor because I feel like this happens everywhere he goes. Buffalo, Brown, uh, the Browns, and now the Chargers. Like he he got hurt during warmups. Apparently, he had a chest injury. I I don't know how you got it get a chest injury during warmups. What I can only imagine was happening is he was throwing the ball and something tightened up. That, otherwise, you're right, Tony. Something should have been said prior to the game. Like, oh, like he's having chest pains like on Saturday. You would think it would have happened during practice. But it happened during warmups, apparently. Herbert comes in, and, I mean, Oregon Duck, I love watching the Pac-12. I thought he was always going to be a good quarterback. I thought he should have came out the year before. He ended up coming out a year later, and, you know, he kind of got lost in that whole Burrow, uh, Tungavailoa grouping, and everyone was – he was kind of just an afterthought. He looked great yesterday. I mean, he made he made one really big mistake that kind of cost them the game, but, you know, he's a rookie. Third and two, and he rolled out of the pocket, and he had the first down easily, um, decides to try and take a deep shot down the field. Gets picked off, lets Mahomes walk down the field and score and puts the Chiefs right back in the game. But the good thing is you saw the exact same play later on in the game where they ended up driving and kicking a field goal, and he had the same opportunity. It was like third and two again, and he could have thrown it downfield. He took the first down. So it shows that, you know, he looked at the tape uh, on the sideline and he, he realized he made a mistake there. But Herbert looked great. Feel bad for Tyrod Taylor. Um, don't I don't because they said he's going to be the starter next week, which I, I, I don't know. I don't think that out. I don't think they can say that right now, but yeah, I don't think uh, he's going to be. The I, starter I think that's. Next week. I think that's just to make him feel better yeah. about missing the game because it's always you miss thing. the game last second, and then you just like you're watching your replacement just we, absolutely kill it, and you're like, oh no. Yeah, we like, said it. Last I, I would week. fake more chest injury. I would fake heart palpitations at that point. So at least I have a reason to sit out. We said it last week. The Chargers were a boring offense to watch in that game against the Bengals. Like, Tyrod was – it was boring to watch them. They were yeah. methodical. They are like, all right, we're going to hand the ball off 30 times. And that's really what the defense keyed in on. Herbert came out. Their offense looked, like, fantastic to me. Like, it was, it was great watching it. Like, Keenan Allen looked energized. Hunter Henry was used very well. They, Herbert knew who his safety blankets were in Eckler and Hunter Henry. And he used those weapons. Now, is it going to be a little different if a defense is able to look at tape now and say, okay, this is what Herbert does, and now we can key in on these things? Yeah, same thing happened to Baker when he came in two years ago. And it it happens with all rookie quarterbacks. Well, most. It didn't happen with guys like Mahomes. But um, we'll we'll see. I don't think they can go to Tyrod. I I, I think it's a little lip service right now for Tyrod because it's always like you can't lose your job on an injury. But that's – nonsense people lose their job on injuries all the time it, i agree that, i agree where you say that too boza but also like 
for her for them not having the tape and Herbert coming in last minute, you wouldn't think the Chiefs would like let him look that good also, too. I think that was other another thing to consider is that they were just very slow in general, the Chiefs, and then they picked it up when they needed to. They capitalized on Herbert's mistake also. But I mean, for 300 yards for the rookie as well, though, like I didn't think he was going to have that good of a game. And then you put him up against the Chiefs, too, though. I think it warrants the fact of like, I, I personally hope Herbert starts next week. I don't think it's a given that Tyrod should start, but I, I think a lot of people saw like why he was that high of a draft pick too. And I think to your point, yeah, he should have gone the year earlier and he got lost in the shuffle, but I think Herbert's going to be staying around and it, it sucks for Tyrod because once again, this, this happens to him where he opens up the door for somebody else and then he just loses and is now going to be the backup. Yeah. I mean, you guys are giving a lot of credit to their offense, but you got to give just as much credit to their defense. Like if you saw, if you saw the first half of that game, I don't think I've seen Patrick Mahomes get pressure to hit more in that game than any of the other games that I've seen the chiefs play. Um, I know that we, I know that we know about Joey Bosa, but I feel like a lot of people don't know about Melvin Ingram. And I think he means much more to that defense than Bosa does. I, the guy does it all. He can rush from the inside, rush from the outside. He can play coverage. Um, as long as you have those two guys healthy, which I'm pretty sure that Melvin Ingram actually actually left the game. I don't know if he came back in, but I know I saw him leave the game at some point. Uh, if, the, if the both of them could stay healthy and too bad they didn't have Derwin James, their defense can bring them places because if you only lose to the Chiefs by three points, you're starting a rookie quarterback who supposedly in the press conference, he said that he was told he was going to start five minutes before the game. Like to just be able to come off the bench like that as a rookie is is – really impressive and to have your defense carry you to let the Chiefs score six points and a half is going to help you win whether or not you're playing well as a rookie or not yeah I I mean we're not saying a lot about the Chiefs and I think that's because we all expect the Chiefs to come out and win in the end like no point of the game yesterday was I really thinking that the Chargers were going to win but if I'm going to say anything about the Chiefs it's Harrison Bucker has balls of steel holy shit that man looked the Chargers in the face and kicked three 50-plus-yard field goals, two from 58, and all three of them were, like, no doubters, like, plenty of leg. One of them was, I think, a little inside, but it was no problem. I Everyone had the Chiefs in teasers, so everyone was praising Harrison Bucker in overtime because he was – he sat there and he they called the – what was it, a false start, and then it was a timeout. And the I think the third one was his best kick of all three. It was – Literally straight down the middle. Probably was good from 65 yards. Um, other than that, I mean, the Chief, Mahomes looked great. There was that, again, that just drop in the bucket to Tyreek Hill. That I, I still think the Chargers, I think the cornerback touched Hill when he fell down. But, um, again, Kelsey was great. Uh, Clyde was, was good. I think, he, I think teams keyed in on it a little more. And I think that's partly because, it, one, it's division game, and, two, the Chargers defense is very good. But um, the Chiefs are the Chiefs, so I don't really – it's hard for me to want to say more about them. We know what they are. I didn't – I don't think any of us really thought that they were going to lose yesterday. I, it was a lot closer than it probably should have been. But, again, it's a division game. Division games are always a little closer. It, it was in – it was at the Chargers Stadium, so. Did anybody else have to Google how long Bucker's been in the league, or is that just me? I think that was just you. All right. Just you, I think. I just if it makes like, you feel better, I feel like he's been either in the league for two seasons or 47. Yeah, like four. He, four seasons. 2017 was his first year. Like, after the game, I, like, had heard of him. But I'm like, I didn't know this dude was this good. 
And then all of a sudden, I'm like looking at him, and I'm like, oh, he's been pretty solid every year. But honestly, he's only kicked like two or three 50 plus field goals a season. And then this year, he's already two for two or three for three, whatever it is. So props to him, man. I'll say two for the Chiefs. This is a really tough divisional game. And you look at their schedule coming up, they play at Baltimore next week. Then the week after that, they're at home against New England. Then they're at home against the Raiders, another division game. And then they're in Buffalo against the Bills. So those are four pretty tricky games for the Chiefs to get through. So they're going to have to see what they're made of. Yeah, they're going to have to play good football to, to repeat as the number one pick, uh, number one seed, excuse me. Um, but I, I can't wait for next Monday night. Like that game is going to be points galore, I hope. I really hope it's like that game with the Rams and Saints a couple of years ago that was like 55 to 52. This is Ravens Chiefs next week, right? Yeah. Yep. It's going to end up like a. 12-10 games somehow. Oh, please, I hope shit. not. Like, that'll be miserable. It, it's weird because, like, the Ravens, I'm not sure about their defense. And the Chiefs, like, after watching the rookie do what he did, Chiefs defense, in my opinion, is a little bit suspect to let that happen. Just, just in my opinion, we'll see going forward. But, yeah, I could see that being high scoring if the Ravens defense just doesn't show up and the Chiefs defense played like they did last week, or this week, I should say. Yeah, Lamar's, it could be a had, fun one. Lamar's had to play the Browns and the Texans. So we'll see. They, they've kind of both – they've both been blowouts. So the, the Ravens have been able to take their foot off the gas. So it's, it'll be interesting to see if both of them are going to be just full metal um, the whole way and w- what that will turn out. Because I think yeah. that's what last year we were all expecting the AFC championship game to look like, Chiefs-Ravens, and we didn't get that. Yeah. So, and we got screwed out of it. it, it uh, I'm interested to see what it's going to be like next Monday. Yeah, I, I think that's our, our preview, unless, you know, everything goes my way. Yeah. But speaking of my way, <laughs> last night's game didn't technically go my way, but it, oh, it was so it was, it was it was so close to going probably my way. Have. It probably should have. The Pats played the Seahawks Sunday night football in Seattle. And I think to everybody's surprise, the Pats showed up. Cam showed up another week in a row. Uh, I think he played way better last night than he did even in the first week, especially against the Seahawks as opposed to the Dolphins. Um, but that, that is a tough break for week two, having to go into Seattle. Granted, there's no fans, but going into Seattle against Russell Wilson, who's I don't think ever looked better in nope. two weeks. I don't think he's ever looked better through two games in his career. He's Russell been Wilson. unbelievable. He's still trying to get years. everyone's attention, man, because people still overlook this guy, and I, I'm one of them, but he is just yeah. trying to win an MVP. It, it's, I think it's his to lose at this point, even though, again, we're two weeks we're two in. Weeks two weeks in, in so. But Russell Wilson, it's his to lose. It's his to lose at this point. I'm, I'm saying it right here, right now. So it doesn't hurt me that much to lose by five to, you know, the the early front runner for MVP. Um, but, like, what are you going to say? Let, let's go with Russell Wilson first. 21 for 28, five touchdowns, one pick off nonsense. Like, that it was, was a pick six, which Greg was Olson That's Greg Olson. That. To yeah, Cam Newton. He's like, here, you were my quarterback for years. I'm going to give you a head start in this yeah, game. Greg Olson, basically, it was a handoff to McCourty for the pick six. Um, yeah, it was bad. 
So Russell Wilson again, MVP. Uh, but Cam, another two rushing touchdowns, which, okay, my boy's moving. I love it already. I love it already. Dude, Cam looks but good. I'm saying. Like... He, he, here's where it is. He's got the two rushing touchdowns, but he threw for almost 400 yards. Let's yeah. go. 400 he, yards. Let's go. I, I I didn't think he was going to throw for that for the first six weeks combined. Dude, and now he's throwing bombs. Edelman had his most career reception yards ever. Cam is about he, to show the entire league why the fuck did none of you guys sign me. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, the yeah. Bears are so mad right now. The Bears are fine. They're 2-0. Oh. Um, the Bears <laughs> are so mad right Other now. than the Bears, there's so many teams out there that could use a quarterback. Tony, stop. And the fact that none of these teams wanted Cam right now is just nuts to me. The dude looks healthy. Like, that was everyone's big thing. They're like, oh, there's no preseason. Is he going to be healthy? He looks fine. Yeah, he yeah. does look fine. He just looks He's, game – he looks rusty a little bit in games. But health-wise, like, he's still running. He's still – like, what's wrong with him? The, and the rust, I don't think, is because he's – I think it's because he's coming off two years where he didn't play. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, I, it's two years where he didn't play, and it's a new team. Like, of, of course there's going to be some sort of rust. But right. he's above and beyond what I expected so far. I, I love it. Um, I if, have one complaint about Cam Newton. Okay. Go I ahead. love I love celebrations. Like I hate that the NFL came uh. down on celebrations. <laughs> if you're gonna celebrate, you better damn sure make make sure you scored the touchdown. Like he went in, did his celebration, and then realized, oh shit, I gotta get back to the huddle now. Scores right away, which is great. Does a celebration again. I Just, love I love Cam Superman. I love when he would hand the ball off to a kid in a Cam Newton jersey every time. Wakanda forever in Carolina, now. in Carolina, but God. Cam, make sure you score before you celebrate. In, it amazes me. In all fairness, devil's advocate for my guy now. If we got like a delay game penalty or had to burn a timeout, I would have thrown my TV out the window. I would have been furious about that. Okay, fair. But he still got as it. As soon as he it. realized he got back, they got the playoff, and they scored right on that next play, all good. All good. If you, if you fuck around and you give me a delay of game there, or if you end up not scoring because that wasn't a score, I'm I'm furious. TV's out the window. Computer's out the window. I'm burning jerseys. I'm burning Cam Newton jerseys that Man, aren't Don't do yet. that. We can't do this podcast then. Uh, well, you guys can. Good luck, dummies. <laughs> I'll bring um, Mark back in the fold. Just the last, yeah. two, the last two minutes, can we just touch – what was Seattle doing r- throwing a deep bomb <laughs> third and one with a minute 49? They, they didn't left? learn from the Super Bowl. I get it. You, learn. I mean, you want to you want to kill the game there, but run the ball and you'll still kill the game. Like I, I think Bill Belichick has like pictures of Pete Carroll doing something not not savory, because I that's mean, the only thing I could think of. Because you have that, and then I don't know. So this one I'm not as critical of, but the Patriots they get they drive down the field, they get it two seconds. Edelman Edelman's screaming for the timeout with three seconds left when they catch the ball and go down on the two yard line. So I'm sitting there, I'm a jet fan. I'm used to the Patriots going in and that's a touchdown. Like there's no way they're not scoring there. I was like, Oh, I was burning my money at that point. Uh, Cause I was on the Seahawks. So I was burning my money. I was like, yep, this is, this is going nowhere. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if someone just missed a block, if Newton made the wrong read I, on that. I think it was. saw him go in twice earlier, no problem. So I thought it was going to be the same thing. 
I, I think it was very much like we were saying for a guy that was off two years, a guy that was on a new team. I think they made the play call and he didn't want to go off the play call, but you got to realize, dude, you're Cam Newton. You're a giant human being. If you see they're breaking through, like if you see you don't have your, your, your block, why are you not running towards the edge and just trying to plow through a cornerback or plow through a smaller guy and maybe score? So we'll see. You know, I think that, that's thing. something where that's a, that's a tough loss. And I think that's where the rust came in, where he didn't make a read and he didn't adjust where he was going. But that that's – if you're going to lose a game like that, which the Pats always lose a game in September, they always lose a shitty game that I makes me want to pull my hair out. This is the least shitty pull my hair out loss in September in 10 years, I think. Yeah, it is a tough loss. But, I mean, we were saying last week, like, what are the chances of Cam even throwing for over 30 30- – times in a game he he had 30 completions so it's good to see this early on though that you can have cam help control the game whether it's through run I mean he still had two touchdowns but even in the air though too I think it's promising I think to your point also the fact that Edelman, this was like Edelman's best game like even when he had Brady is like crazy but I think that this is promising for you as a Pats fan also knowing that as the games go on though you have faith in the run game and and then the passing game too, though. So you have options. You're not concerned that yeah. it's going to be one route or the other. Joe, going off that, I mean, that's a good point. Cause you guys have a tough schedule coming up, Frankie. You go to, you have the Raiders at home, which, you know, beginning of the season, everyone's like Raiders. Eh. I mean, they're right now, Monday night football, they're tied with the saints going into the half. So uh, Raiders are better than everyone thought. Then you got the chiefs. Then you're, uh, you're in Kansas city for the chiefs. Then you have the Broncos at home. Then you have the 49ers who let's just, Put it this way, I think the 49ers are slipping a little bit. You know, now Jimmy's hurt and we've got most of hurt. And they've got a lot of injuries. They have 16 injuries to starters. Close is out for the season now, right? So it's um, wild. Kittle should be back, though, at least. Yeah, I I think they're trying to rush Jimmy G back, which I don't think is the greatest idea. You're playing the Giants next week. I think you can take a game off with your backup quarterback. Um, But the Patriots have a tough tough schedule coming up. And as much as I hate to admit it, the Bills look good. So every game is going to be important. You guys meet up with the Bills week, uh, let's see, three, four, five, six, seven. So um, you got to be as close to them as possible for that matchup. Because after that, I think your schedule gets a lot easier. Um, not really, but AKA it gets a little easier. Uh, yeah, they get the Jets the next week. So that's a, that's a good win for you. Woo. So. The Pats love a good Jets to come off a losing streak. Yeah, the Pats. It was it was good to show this game. The Seahawks, uh, another great win. So I think the Seahawks and the Cardinals are going to be buying, and the Rams. Rams won too. So that division is going to be the NFC West is going to be a good, the best division. I said it at the beginning of the season. They're going to be the best best division in the in the NFL, and it's going to be very interesting going forward for them. Yeah, I think every team looks like they're for real there. Um, yeah. One other thing, if we're not going to say anything else about the, the Pats game, uh, I think we need to mention that uh, prayers up to James White and the fact that his father oh, passed yeah, away like course. hours before the game. Yeah. Um, that's really just a tragedy in itself. So, uh, first. Yeah. Shout out to eight. We love you, homie. Um, all right. So that's all like the big games we wanted to cover. Um, let's hit the 
let's do a couple of quick hits, just a couple of games that stood out, honestly, because people getting hurt is almost more of a standout than the games themselves. Um, Bears and Giants, Saquon's out for the year, which is terrible because Saquon's an absolute beast. Um, Allen Robinson wants to get traded from the Bears because they stink. And Mitch which, Trubisky's his quarterback. And, uh, and the Bears are 2-0, and uh, similar to what Tony Bellotta had predicted. Um, Tony, all right, you can say all this, but come on. It was 17 nothing. It doesn't matter. They, they let what the if, Giants. Bozo. Tony. And Saquon wait, without wait. Sterling Shepard. Stop the Zeke, wait. When wow, I, you just pulled that out. Now, now yes. you can talk. All right. <laughs> no, I don't give a shit. So – if you guys recall, I said all Mitch needs to do is be better than average and this team wins 10 games. Those are my exact words, and they are currently 2-0 because he's being better than average. I didn't say it was going to be pretty. I didn't see Mitch was going to win yesterday. You sure played, he was. You yeah. played the – he's played – I shouldn't say you because you're not even a Bears fan. You're just a Trubisky fan. Big, big um, Bears guy. They played the Lions and they played the Giants. The Giants came out there matter. and lost. Darius Slayton is their best weapon at this point. Uh, Golden Tate wasn't playing. I don't think. Uh, no, he did. He did. Oh, he yeah. didn't look like Ingram he actually. He got hurt played. right away, right? Yeah, Golden he got, hurt, got hurt. Yeah, Golden Tate got hurt. Sterling Shepard got hurt. Their weapons were Slayton and Ingram. Once hey. Saquon went out, Deion hey, Lewis Bozen. actually came in and looked good. Hey, hey, Bozen. What did what? I tell you? Their first four games are a joke. That's why they're going to go four and zero to start the season. Their biggest challenge in these four games is going into Atlanta next week. And honestly. Mm. The Cowboys yeah. kept handing Atlanta the ball last week, and Atlanta couldn't win. So I still think the Bears win that game. The Bears yeah, are going to be 4-0. Why are you treating the Bears as, like, this – not a world beater, but, like, a competent team? They beat it's the because Lions. It's because it's their defense. Steve, it's their defense. Steve, they won eight games not last even. year with a shitty quarterback last no, year. No, Steve, their defense is good. They their even defense the Giants is good. 13 points. 13, Steve. That's, that's nothing. That, yeah, it's nothing in the Mitch NFL. had two picks. The Giants are trash. I can't. I still can't believe the second week in a row we're having a actual conversation about well, a here, horrible quarterback. I'll, I'll wrap it up really quickly though. So the whole Packers not making the playoffs, not looking great on me. But the Vikings not making the playoffs, Ooh. looking real good on me because yeah, Kirk hey. Cousins is currently thirty first. I don't give a shit about QBR, but he's thirty first in it. I don't want my quarterback being thirty first in it. The only quarterbacks worse than him right now are Carson Wentz and Dwayne Haskins. If that's again for those yikes. for those that don't know. Before we recorded last week, two weeks ago, we recorded a, a little special episode for ourselves where we all made predictions about the playoffs. And so if you ever hear us talking about something and you don't know where it's from, it's because we're dumb and we never released our uh, mm. predictions. So good luck trying to figure that out. But besides that, let, let's, let's move on. Let's move off the Bears and the Giants because the fact that we talked about it for more than two minutes is – Mind-boggling. It should have been Saquon's hurt. Allen oh. Robinson wants to leave. Toodaloo. Bye-bye. Uh, Bengals-Browns, Bengals Browns, Ohio, the, the Ohio game. Joe uh, Burrow. Joe Burrow looks awesome. He's a stud. Joe, Joe Burrow, like, God forbid he gets somebody better than A.J. Green because I think him and A.J. Green are going to be a force, but I think teams are just going to start triple covering A.J. Green because – Unless he starts running with Mixon, where what are we doing? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. AJ Green had 13 targets, and yeah. it was three catches. Yeah, uh, it, it's that's just, very true. But I still sure. think AJ Green's going to be his guy. I feel like they need to link up for Burrow to be like I, I, that's Burrow's hookup for him to start winning games. 
I think to um, quickly talk about Cleveland also, I mean, 200 rushing yards with Hunt and Chubb, though, as well. Like, if they're getting that production, like, you, you're not expecting 200 between the both of them, but if you're getting anywhere from 125 to 150, like, they can be competitive. You just have to see, like, this is against the Bengals that they did it as well. I mean, you have Burrow, who slung it, I think, 61 times also. His arms so off. It, it is. But Tommy, Tommy John for Joe Burrow. <laughs> I know. But I, I, it, was, it was good to see what Chubb and Hunt were able to do, though. And, and it'll be mixed. It won't be Chubb always getting the carries. Like, I think it was like 32 carries between the two of them. I think it was two to one, uh, Chubb to Hunt. But it can easily go the opposite route also with how the run game is with them. So that was a, a good sight to see for, for Cleveland. Can we not fall into the same trap that we did last year? This is the exact same thing that happened last year with the Browns. They came out, looked shitty week one. Everyone was chirping Baker. And then all of a sudden, Baker has a good Thursday night football game. And everyone's like, oh, Baker's back. The Browns are going to do it again. Like, Baker, this was on the running game. Like, you're playing a shitty Bengals team besides Joe Burrow. Like, that defense, that Browns defense is fucking horrendous. And it was a 35-30 game in the end. Like, the Browns are the Browns were fine, but they're they nothing a, special. They need to stick to the game plan, and that's why I run think, the ball. Yeah, just stick to it, and you got. They, I don't think they win that division anyway, or even come close, because I think no. Pittsburgh looks pretty good, and I think the Ravens yes. are just going to run away with it. But I think the Browns just need to stick to a game plan, and that's their problem. Like they don't do the same thing week to week, and that's why they look like a different football team each week. No, but I think I think you have to take Baker into consideration too, because year one came in. Showed a lot of promise, showed he couldn't possibly take a team and carry them without a run game or without, you know, any – probably without, like, a balanced game of playing run and pass. And you can just let him pass the ball, like, 35 or 40 times. And they they got a really rude awakening last year because they learned that you can't put the ball in his hands. And now that they have Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, now they can do more of that balance. And it's something that I said about the Coles last week, too, is – they just have to find out how they're going to play their game. And I think getting Stefanski and bringing him in in the same way that he worked with Cousins and didn't, even though Kirk Cousins, I think we can all say is a bum, they didn't really put the game in his hand as much as they, as they needed to. Like if they had to in, in the last minute or so and they had to throw, then they would. But Davin Cook was a big guy, a uh, big power back. If the Browns can just stick to that, let Baker be the Kirk Cousins and let uh, Chubb and Hunt be the Dalvin Cook, then they'll be fine. Also, if anybody's like Kirk Cousins, they're going to be terrible. And also, fuck Kareem Hunt. Terrible human being. Yep. Yay. True. Shouts out Nick Chubb, though. I like Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's a good guy. For now. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, we think. We, as far as we know. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly, he's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, last last one that we're going to touch on quick. We got the uh, Arizona Cardinals and the Washington football team. Um, for those of you that don't know, again, we'll go back to it real quick in case you're joining for the first time or in case you forgot or in case you didn't hear the release, the not released episode. Pardon me. Uh, Tony Bellata. Going with the Bears this year. The Bears need to do better than Tony Vose's Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals look like the better team on paper. But uh, and on tape. Listeners, uh, just, ta- just take that uh, in. The on- fact that somebody bet the Bears over the Cardinals for the year. Hey, how's that looking so far? Right now they're tied in first with your shit team. So. 
Uh, so, let, oh let, man, let, we're gonna let, come let, back let, to this in a few weeks. Soundbite week four. <laughs> Boza, this is this is all you. So like, rip, rip through this real quick. Let yeah, us know what we need to know quick. about Kyler. Kyler Murray, I said it. I've, I'll say it every week. Sleeper MVP candidate again. Former Oakland foot, Athletic. Former Oakland Athletic. More importantly, <laughs> Oklahoma Sooner. Lincoln Riley can turn uh, turn any quarterback into a all star apparently. And Kyler Murray, 26 of 38, 286 yards and a touchdown with a pick. But more importantly, he added 67 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. There was one play where he went to the outside for one of his rushing touchdowns, and he broke the linebacker's ankles, and then he broke the cornerback's ankles. You can't defend him if he gets out into the open space. I don't care how fast you are. He is faster than you. Kyler Murray is... He's got a run game in Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds. Shout out to Fordham Flash. Uh, and he's got a number one wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins, who had another touchdown this week. So DeAndre Hopkins is thriving right now in Arizona with Kyler Murray. And you've got um, Larry Fitzgerald, Hall of Famer. Christian Kirk still is not appearing anywhere. Once he figures out his chemistry with Kyler Murray, it's going to be impossible to stop. So the Cardinals, great team. Washington football team, uh, their defense just did not show up this game. The Cardinals scored 20 points in the first half, kind of coast through the whole second half because Washington's offense didn't get it going until probably halfway through the third quarter. Ron Rivera, I don't know what the fuck he was doing at the end of the game. He needs to be investigated for something because he had all three timeouts in his pocket. And there was one point where it was like 27-15, And it was like six minutes left in the game. He just didn't want to use any of his timeouts. Doesn't make sense. But Arizona Cardinals, great. First place. Screw Mitch Trubisky. Kyler Murray for MVP, y'all. Can I just add one thing to that? It has nothing to do with Mitch. Uh, The Cowboys actually play the Cardinals on Monday night, October 19th. So we'll be recording during that. Um, Let's go. Maybe we just live stream that one. (laughs) Possibly. Um. All right, so those are the games we wanted to cover. Now we're going to try something new. We didn't do this the first week. This is uh, Tony Vose's, another one of Tony Vose's brainchilds. So he's going to be on the timer, which I'm not too sure about because he's going to go first on the timer. So he might get like a minute 30, but we're going to do a one-minute drill where each one of us hits on something, that anything we want to talk about sports-related, and we got one minute to do it. I, I mean, let's try it out. I think a lot of us are a little verbose, and a lot of us like to um and our way through stuff, so they might not get too many points across. We'll see how it goes, and we'll probably do it next week, and then when we suck at it, we'll be like, oh, two-minute drill, bing, bing. But let's get it going. Tony Voza, you're on the clock. You're running the clock, so whenever you're ready, it's all you, buddy. All right, so for those of you who don't know, I'm a Jet fan. We didn't talk about the Jet game here, and that's mostly because hey, I just time's to up. <laughs> this isn't about how much I love the Jets. This is how much I hate Adam Gase. This man is going to make me lose my mind. The Jets are going for the number one pick this year. I've automatically I've switched from potential wildcard team to we're going for the number one pick. But it doesn't matter how good of players we get until Adam Gase is gone. There was so many quotes coming out today. There was a fourth and one yesterday. 
And I understand we lost by a lot. But it was a fourth and one yesterday where Sam Darnold did not have the ability to check out of a play where he could have easily snuck the ball up the middle because Adam Gase controls the plays. Fuck you, you asshole. Get off my team. Go coach somewhere else. If you didn't have Peyton Manning to make your career, you wouldn't be getting all these head coaching jobs. I hate you so much. Just help me get the number one pick. Get fired by the end of the year. And with that, that's exactly a minute. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Moza, nice. I feel like none of these el- the other ones are going to go as well as that did. So that, that was beautiful. Yeah, I'm worried yeah. about mine. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> We're screwed. Um, so up next, one-minute drill. Get that timer ready. Tony, what do you got? All right, I want to touch on the Mets real quick. Uh, Steve Cohen might be bringing back Sandy Alderson as like a baseball operations person. I'm all about it. Uh, Even if they keep Brody as GM, if they could do that, hopefully he'll convince Brody not to trade away his entire farm system. Um, The one thing that came out of that, which I thought was wild, was apparently if Alex Rodriguez won the bidding for the team, he was going to keep Jeff Wilpon in some sort of senior role for the team. And I now, like, A-Rod just came down 10 pegs on on my list of love for him. and I've loved him ever since 2014 when he peed in his cousin's house. So go Mets. Wow, 33 seconds. Tony, you got such a little extra time. <laughs> I got Jesus. nothing else to say, baby. <laughs> Come up with Let something. It. Shout some shout some people out. Come on. All right. Uh, shout out to anybody actually listening to this when I told them to. i probably going to guess with Billy Glusco, maybe Nick Cedor if he's feeling okay. <laughs> and that's probably the only people going to listen. What am I at? It's got to be a Mitch. Four, you're at 56. So Holy shit. Go no, Mitch. Mitch for MVP. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I almost passed out laughing when Tony started talking. I was like, I've never seen him talk this fast. Well, he was ripping it. I was afraid 60 seconds was longer than I thought. Well, quicker than I thought. Apparently, I had more time. Next week, guys. I mean, I don't want to really spoil or alert anybody, but like, I think if you time us, some of us are going to go over too. I don't think it's going to be that strict. We'll I was see. too lazy to time myself. Well, uh, well, also, like, I'm deviling a shit on these next two. Uh, Diegas, Joseph, our dear sweet Joseph. This is when I take my headphones off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, this I, is about to be. This is Where about to be. Nap- no, 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 start talking. Diegas, bring it out. Start talking. This is going to be nap time for a lot of people, but get, get your power naps in because these next two are going to be rough. It's not going to uh, be a power nap. Diegas. All you, buddy. Go we'll ahead. talk about other sports. Don't worry. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about Premier League weekend right now, though. So just the games I want to highlight, Man United, Crystal Palace. I mean, Man United, 71% possession, and they still lose 3-1. So typical Man United fashion go down. Um, Leeds United and Fulham, great game. Seven goals. Leeds United attack with Bamford, Costa, and Harrison. Um, they're going to be upsetting some teams, I believe, this year. Um, I have to talk about Chelsea as my team. Unfortunately, they went down to nothing. Kind of made sense once they got the red card as well. So I knew there was no turning back from there. Um, But that was really all I want to talk about Premier League. And then basketball, NBA, um, Lakers, Anthony Davis, 31 points, nine rebounds, scores the winning three-pointer. So definitely helped them because that would have been a 1-1 series there. And Denver would have probably taken it seven if they won that game. Yeah, the Nuggets just decided not to cover AD for some reason. Hey, 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 how do you do before you start talking about him? Stop. I'm just trying to help him. No, I'm saying. Just trying to help him. I was done. Did he go over? No, he was still. He's still good. I'll tell you. Over. Okay, I'm just making I'm concise. I've I've learned to be concise and consistent. Guys, 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 it's the first time. I'm just making sure we don't have all our shit together yet. 
Frankie's clearly, gonna go. Frankie's clearly, gonna take... we're we're down a, a cast member. <laughs> clearly, we don't have our shit together. Frankie, you can take our extra time for your part. How about that? We'll we'll leave it over to you. No, no, no. I, I'll Some be fine. Sometimes Steve's going over. Steve's gonna go fourteen minutes. The last segment we wanted to talk about the the Bengals and the Browns for two seconds. Steve's going on a longer diatribe than his fucking Packers thing. This is still going on. No, it we're just making matter. fun of Steven now. Not because of me, though. Uh, for those of hey, you that I like talking are about listening football. to the podcast, just my Packers. for those of you listening to the podcast, Tony just chimed back in because he took his headphones out when he heard it was about soccer. Talking so, soccer means I'm out. All right, Hello, Steve. Let's go, Steve. Steven didn't even go yet? <laughs> oh, my God. You better take it out. I'm not going to be as forgiving as Joe. I'm just going to end up talking about one team. Put the timer ready. Go, Steve. Steve, Steve what do you got? Joe wanted to talk about Premier League weekend, and he wanted to talk about all these other teams, but I'm just here to talk about my team, Arsenal. The fact that Arsenal won a game ugly is the happiest thing I've ever seen in my life because they never do it. They never win ugly, and they finally did it. Two wins out of two, super pumped for the season. You guys thought I liked the Packers. I like Arsenal way more than the Packers. You guys better not mute me. Stanley Cup Finals. We haven't talked about hockey much here. Uh, I think the Stars are going to take it. I feel like the Lightning just don't have enough energy. I feel like the Islanders just kind of suck all the energy out of all these teams. Pause. As Steve's saying this, the Lightning are up 3-1 in the third period right now. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Still going Go with ahead, the Stars. Steve. And then with the NBA, I'm going to go with straight predictions. I'm going to say it'll be the Heat. And the Lakers, and I'm going to say the Heat are going to win the NBA Finals. Oh, uh, okay. You're, you just upset all the bronze sexuals. The bronze sexuals. And we might have lost some uh, some listeners. All right, that's a minute, Steve. Thank God, I have great timing. <laughs> Tony, you think we like when you talk about the Mets all the time? Yeah, but at least it's a sport people give a fuck about. People give a fuck about a soccer. A lot of people care about soccer. I promise you that. You're, you're right. Everybody in Europe. I just Can I just point out, by the way, we named the podcast 914 because of the area code we're from. Last time I checked, Arsenal doesn't play in the 914 area <laughs> I mean, neither do the Yankees. <laughs> neither do the Jets. Neither, neither do the Giants. None of our teams do. I completely fucked up. The only one that plays in that area. Who knows, Frankie? You know what? You go, Frank. You're right. At least – okay, at least – at least we don't have to cross a body of water, kind of. Hey, God. River, Frankie, rivers you're don't a Pats, count. You're a Pats fan. Tony's a Cowboys fan. He's a Packers fan and a Mavericks fan. I'm the only one who's all New York whoa, whoa, teams. Whoa, whoa, you've got the Flyers you're for also Steven. A, oh, oh, and you're the Flyers. Hold on. Don't no, no, that. time out. But you're also a Yankee fan, so you're a spoiled brat. So let's okay. All down I'm also a Jet fan, so it very evenly evens out. What do you call being a Met and Cowboy fan? Doesn't even out. Guys, I'm, guys, I'm guys. I'm teetering. Guys. Guys, we're arguing about the fact that we all like sports that are on this continent <laughs> and not the other continent. And these two idiots want to talk about fucking soccer. Soccer I'm stinks. Should, yeah, yeah, I said yeah, it. I, I'm with you, Diegas and Steve. We outnumber them. Don't worry. If, now, we if we do. now we do. <laughs> I was going to say, God damn it, Martin. You, you want me to <laughs> cover Martin's one-minute drill? It's basically soccer sucks. I love the Jaguars. Close wow. All right. Frankie. Attaboy, Martin. <laughs> now we're even three and three. <laughs> okay, can let, let me get mine in because I'm definitely gonna go over because I'm very not happy about this. Let's see. Um, the playoff format for Major League Baseball 
fucking sucks. It is terrible. There's no off days for the wild card, for the LDS, or for the LCS. So now teams that have three starting pitchers lined up like they were supposed to are fucked. They need two more starting pitchers to at least get through a series. Everybody's going to die. Everybody's arm's going to fall off because they're all going to throw fucking on three days rest for the rest of the playoffs. And they announced this shit after the trade deadline. You mean to tell me that the Yankees wouldn't have made a bigger push for Clevenger or teams that knew they were making it are going to make a bigger push for starting pitching? Yankees didn't do shit because they were like, oh, we're, we're lined up. Then after the fact, you're going to tell us that there's no off days? Go fuck yourself. That's bullshit. And it's bullshit that they want to keep this fucking eight teams in each division making the playoff. Like, that that sucks because now 162-game season means nothing because some 70-fucking-two and whatever team, 72 and 90 teams going to make the playoffs, and I'm going to pull my fucking hair out. It's bullshit. I hate it. But on a lighter note, uh, Trey Mancini of the Baltimore Orioles finished uh, six months of chemotherapy, and I think that's his last day of chemotherapy. So shout out Trey Mancini. Nice. Uh, yeah, that, okay. that's a dude that I think we all kind of like. I think he's a good player, so I'm happy to see him doing well and on the road to recovery. He's on the Cardinals, though, in MLB The Show in my season, so it throws me off a little here in Orioles. I mean, might as well talk about fantasy baseball now. (laughs) (laughs) You just talked about fantasy fantasy baseball. (laughs) Jesus Christ. My bad. And you're in, like, last place. It's going to be the last thing that's on your mind. It wasn't fantasy. It was my fantasy fantasy, as Frankie so eloquently (laughs) put it. (laughs) How'd I do on time, by the way? You were at a minute minute 40, so it wasn't horrendous. It took Mark a minute. You stole my 40 seconds. But, Frankie, yes, one, one, we can't let a church sponsor us. <laughs> Two, we're gonna need what? a swear jar for what? you. And three, can I ask a, can I ask a question? We're gonna, we're gonna lose what, a lot of listeners. <laughs> what church? What church is sponsoring us? Well, not with the way you speak. <laughs> what church is sponsoring us? Regardless. Two. I, I have a fucking point. Go fuck yourself. And I'll say fuck one more time for everybody that don't like it. And three, at least I closed it out with on a nice note. Come on. Trey Mancini, shouts out. Tony, did you have a... Yeah, I had one thing that I wanted to add to this diatribe because uh, Frankie actually mentioned this to us in a group chat that we all have. I see no problem with the fact that there's no off days in the playoffs. And the reason that I'm saying that is because the entire MLB season has basically been played without off days unless you had a player have COVID. So this is what you guys are been used to all year. Don't start changing it for the playoffs now just because you want Garrett Cole get going every third day. This is what you played this season. You need five start. I mean, this season everyone needed like 10 starters with the way everything was going, but you needed five starters. You got here this way. This is how you're going to play in the playoffs. And that's going to be but it. In all fairness, Tony, the playoffs and the regular season aren't the same thing during regular years either but there's five or six starters during the season and then you go to three starters in the playoffs regardless like why are you why are you messing with the playoff format like i get okay no travel days but now you're asking for guys to get hurt because now they got to play five six days in a row but they've been doing that anyway they've been doing that anyway yes but now it's getting colder and well i guess it's not getting colder because they are in there where are they arlington Houston, um, San Diego, yeah. and, and L.A. Yeah. So I guess that might affect it. But still, you're not staying in your beds. Like, that's a big problem. There, there's a lot of problems with it. 
And my real problem is, okay, you want to do that? Announce that at the beginning of the season. That shouldn't be – you shouldn't find that out after the trade deadline. That's insane to me. That part's fair. And, Tony, uh, yeah. you wouldn't say that if the Mets were in it and you had your healthy staff The as Mets well, might be in it. The Mets might well, be in it. If the Mets went out, they might well, stick in. Well, Tony's got to go 7-0 this, this week. They I told you the Wilpons already, already lost tonight. tonight. They already lost tonight. They're done. Yeah. And the Wilpons don't get to go out on top. But Tony, you're – yeah. Go no, go ahead, Tony. No, I was going to say, you're right. I mean, maybe I wouldn't be saying it because I'd want DeGrom going every third day. But DeGrom would have to pitch every day even if the Mets made the playoffs. But I just think if you played a certain way throughout the whole season anyway – no team should have assumed there was going to all of a sudden be off days. I, I get telling them before the trade deadline, but you can't tell me that the Yankees all of a sudden thought that they were going to get two off days in between games. Well, the, the, no, the but problem I think was that nobody knew what gonna, the pro- thing was going to be. I think they still thought they would get like that travel day, and I put travel in quotes because in quotes it's in a bubble, but I think they were still thinking they were going to play two games in a row at most. And you have to think about it like you're also trying to compare it to other sports too, though, where you have the other teams that are in a bubble that are still getting those like off days. Like granted, it's not the same with the condensed season, but if you're looking at how other sports are doing it, I mean, granted MLB has done it just completely different and we can argue about how they did it probably not the right way, but just on the consistency level of how other sports are doing it and seeing success with the bubble too, I think it just shows you another reason why MLB kind of like missed the boat on this too. Yeah, that, that's honestly fair too. Fuck Rob Manfred. Yeah, Manfred sucks, but I, I he hates baseball. Yeah. All right, let's um, move on. That was Frankie's so yeah. one-minute segment that turned into a five-minute segment. Well, you wanted to converse after the fact, so. What was well, because I was actually Tony? on the opposite side. True. Maybe oh. you should come up with stuff that in, that sparks conversation. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you should curse enough where somebody will react to you. Yeah, I'll just start no. dropping bombs, baby. No, no. I, I, I was going to – All right, let's – I was going to say bad words. All right. So, there goes that segment. That will be out the window because I'm going to curse next week too probably. <laughs> let's go to the one segment that's been consistent across two episodes, our final segment before we sign off. Let's go on the road, the wonderful yellow brick road, and we're off to see the Wizard of Oz. Tony Voza, it's all you, pal. What do you got? All right, all my degenerates, welcome back for our second week of The Wizard of Oz. Uh, just a quick recap. We had um, most of us were on the Packers, minus six. That was uh, easy money. Um, Bellata, Tony, hit the Falcons-Cowboys over 54 by a long Dude, shot. Super easy money. Dieguez had the Rams money line as his lock. Easy money. Martin had Jaguars plus eight. Easy money. Good job, Martin. Uh, Frankie was sleeping, so he could not give a pick that day. <laughs> but he would he would have picked the Pats, so that was a loser. Um, and the Wizard of Oz went Packers and the Cardinals, but lost on the Vikings because the Vikings suck. Suck. Told you. They suck. They couldn't even cover anything. That's so let's go on. Let's go on to this week. Um, oh, just a couple things, uh, everyone. For those who are trying to follow trends uh overs were eight five and one during sunday's games and they were zero and three in the 4 p.m slate uh only upset of the day was rams money line against the eagles but that was only plus one and a half so shouldn't even uh, no upset. big upsets on sunday and seven underdog we had seven underdogs cover the spread and seven favorites cover the spread so it was literally an even day if you were betting spreads um 
So quickly before I give the Wizard of Oz's picks, does anyone have any week three picks they want to talk? I'll go with Frankie first. I was trying to pull it up before we started, and I completely lost what I was going to pick. So can you go to somebody else, please? Blada. Thank you, pal. I've got the Bengals plus six and a half in Philly. I don't think the Eagles are the real deal. I don't think they're a fake. I don't know what the Eagles are. They suck, so the Bengals are going to go in there. Joe Burrows proved to me that he does not get rattled. That man will not get rattled by the zero fans in Philly. They will cover the spread. Probably lose, though. Thank you. Diegas? I'm going to go Thursday night. Uh, Jags, they're minus two and a half. Who are they playing? They're playing the Dolphins. Okay. Steve, you got anything? Because the Bears are a terrible team, I'm going to go with the Falcons. What a stupid boy. What a stupid. I can't wait to play this one back week three, baby. Frankie? Okay, so now that I have it in front of me, thank you very much for going around the horn before I got to this. Um, I like the Pats minus six and a half against the Las Vegas Raiders. And I also love that over 47 right now. Okay. So those are your picks. We'll be posting them again on Sunday. Um, I'll post them Thursday night since Joe had it also. Uh, quickly, um, so the Wizard of Oz's picks, we've got Tampa Bay minus six um, against the Broncos. No Drew Luck. No Drew Luck, excuse me. No Cortland Sutton. He's out for the season. Uh, keep an eye on whether Chris Godwin is back for uh, Brady. I think everyone thought Scotty Miller was going to step in after that week one appearance and did not, uh, did not go so great for that. Buck still won comfortably. And Brady is getting more and more comfortable in this offense, in his situation. So I think Tampa Bay covers minus six, no problem. Jags over 47 and a half. We alluded to it at the beginning. They're playing the Dolphins. So Jags, Dolphins over 47 and a half. Both these defenses aren't, aren't that great. There's going to be a lot of points scored, and there might be even a lot of junk points scored in the end because Fitzmagic might not come through for the first two quarters, but he'll come through in the fourth quarter like he did against the Bills. So give me the over for that. Uh, and my lock of the week, I'm going back to the Cardinals, minus six at home against the struggling Lions team, just got blown out by the Packers. They showed that Washington had a good defense, but they still dropped 30 on them with the sleepwalking. Kyler Murray, again, MVP candidate. Lions defense, a lot of holes. Only thing you might want to look out for, I think Kenny Galladay is expected to be back for the Lions, but I don't think they have the firepower to keep up with the Cardinals. And last but not least, we have the Click Your Heels three-team to make money, take, take money home parlay of the week. Seattle money line, Titans money line, Cardinals money line. One unit to win two and a half units. So that is it for your gambling segment, and we're going to shoot it back to you, Frankie. No, wait, hold on. How come, oh. how, come, how come you get no shit for keep continuously saying that Kyler Murray is going to win the MVP? And all I say is the Bears are going to win 10 games, and I'm the one getting dumped on. There's because no way Murray mine wins makes the MVP. sense. Yours doesn't. You have Mahomes, Russell Wilson alone are going to outplay him. There's no Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers. There's no way he's in the MVP conversation. You could be. love the Cardinals. He won't he be in an MVP, MVP conversation. And Frank, go. Wow. Well, I guess that that's a nice little way to wrap up. Let's just argue a little bit more. Everybody good? Everybody get it out? We're good? Yes. Yep. Thank God for the 914 podcast. I'm Frankie Fermonti. My co-hosts. I love you guys. 
Make sure you like, subscribe, all that nonsense. Uh, if you're listening on anything besides iTunes, thank you for listening. If you're waiting for the iTunes to drop, we will keep you updated as soon as they approve us because God forbid they approved us quickly. God. So we'll be on iTunes soon. Follow um, us on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. They are both 914 Sports, but they're spelled different. So check the description for that. And yeah, for everybody here, we'll see you next week with uh, 914 Sports. Thanks, guys. See everyone. See you.